0: episode 86. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller, and today we're visiting LA, California with John Cresswell. He has a unique blend of pop, acoustic, and hip-hop. John believes that stories can change the way we see the world And music is that vehicle that breaks down the walls we build for our eyes But first, you better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride So it looks like we're in California today And I have with me John Cresswell And John, welcome to Dharmic Evolution, my friend Hey, hey, glad to be here it's awesome to have you on, man. I've been checking out your music the past couple of days and really, really like what I hear. So tell me the uh the long travail of events that made you into the artist that you are now. How did this happen, man?
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Um man, it's actually kind of a long story. I'm gonna try to say it as quick as possible, but That's all right.
0: Um, you get hey, you're entitled to your time on the Dharmic Evolution. That's why we're here, <laughs> man. Tell us what that's happened. Cool.
1: Rock and roll, man. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. What do we got? Um, so I guess it all starts with my parents. They um, both were actually musicians. My dad is a drummer, um, like a jazz drummer, and my mom is. Uh, she used to lead worship for like her church.
0: Oh, so um, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Um, and I mean, so- it's cool
0: the fact that they both were musical, and you were you you grew up with that. I just love that. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i'm I'm really thankful for that they're just honestly i know a lot of people say it but um i really am thankful it's like my parents both were really like you know they really wanted me to learn an instrument like when um when i when i showed an interest to guitar like they really helped me you right. know what i mean like yeah it's kind of it's kind of a funny story actually because um they were super supportive but then like i didn't want to do it but anyway i'll tell <laughs> you i'll tell you um so, yeah, when I was a kid, I'd just pick up my mom's acoustic, like, early in the morning when I was, like, probably, like, five, and i just start hitting the thing and playing it. And, um, <laughs> Putting and a few I dents in little, it here and there. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> right. Like I, I look back on it often, and I think about it, and I'm like, man, I must have just been, that must have sounded so bad, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. But... But I picked it up and I was just jamming on it. Um, And then what really happened is a lot of my friends, uh, as we got older, started to become like songwriters. Um,
0: Right. How old were you when that happened?
1: I think I was like about, I want to say I was about 15. Wow. My friends started really getting involved with it. Um, Yeah. But to back up a little bit before then, um, I started playing bass um, like on my worship team when I was 12. And that. That was when I was like, I don't say I wasn't good at all when I started, but that's when I was like, oh, I play music. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But then, yeah, after that, when I was around 15, all my friends that I grew up with, like, um, I was just really fortunate to have a lot of, like, talented friends that I, like, literally almost grew up with since, like, birth. (laughs) And, um, And they all started getting incredible at, like, writing these songs that they, you know, they had. And I think what happened for me like which shifted it from like I want to be you know just playing guitar to like writing music yeah um was when I saw my friends man just sing these songs that were like so um just so deep and powerful about their life situations that they went through and it, like this is at like age fifteen that, and they're
0: writing about this kind of stuff then they're, yeah oh yeah wow. just
1: like like heavy stuff they went through, you know terrible like breakups they went through. Things like that. And there's like something about it that was just so emotional. Yeah. And I was, I was like I was like so proud of it for them. Yeah. That it, it's kinda cool, man. It became like this kind of like interesting game where we would all write like a new song and we'd just love to get each other's like feedback on it and uh and then, you know, sit around the fire and like play the music for each other and whatnot and just it was honestly it was almost more like a competition, like a a friendly competition between each other like we didn't even really think about making money or anything from it you know what i mean right right it sounds
0: Um. like it was like a early woodstock thing man like a bunch (laughs) of
1: hippies hanging out having a time
0: baby i love that stuff so so when you were in you were in worship right like you were like you said that's where you first connected with everybody so you you were like exposed to all this camaraderie of music like everybody was kind of bouncing things off of one another
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's cool, man. I just, I, you know, I grew up in the church, and uh, actually, it's crazy. I still work for a church out here in LA, which is awesome.
0: But right.
1: yeah, it's, it's, I'm really, honestly, man, I'm really thankful for it because, you know, it's like all, like, like most of my greatest friends actually came from, you know, worship teams and right. they've just have been so supportive. But yeah, and then my other buddies, it was cool. They were, they were on a different, uh, they went to a different church at the time, and, and I end up like playing for them at their church too, like years later, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was just kind of a healthy thing, uh, you know, dude. I really learned how to play music, you know, what I mean, with it, with people from doing that. Like, yeah, just, I
0: think religion and music go together hand in hand, man. I mean, I've had other artists on this show that, like, you know, whether it's gospel, Baptist, whatever it is, you know, it's like. That church is just, there's something about the room, you know? It's just tuned mm. to voices and guitars, and, you know, it's just a great place to, uh, to you know, to resonate your, your voice with. Hey, let's give everybody a slice. What do you say, John? <laughs> Standing to fall. Check this one out. Awesome.
2: write a song anymore At least no one I lie So I guess I can just leave that for the poets The greatest of my time Don't tell me how to feel Don't tell me what to love Cause I've already been Poisoned and intoxicated By your love And you amaze me How you cross your heart And hope to die for me and show me that I've been walking on the air with you, dead with you. So wake me up and just dream with me, be with me. I've been standing all my life to fall you. can hardly use these lungs anymore But at least I can still sing you a song I'm a little bit rough around the edges And that is just alright with her And you amaze me, how you cross your heart and hope to die for me. And show me that I've been walking on the air with you, there with you. Wake me up and just dream with me, be with me. I've been standing all my life to fall for you. You stole a part of my heart and i can't get it back and i don't want it back from you you stole a part of my heart and i can't get it back and i don't want it back from you baby you stole a part of my heart and i can't Get it back But I don't want it back
0: Awesome track my friend awesome track
1: <laughs> thank you so much man. yeah I appreciate it.
0: you stole a part of my heart and i don't want it back from you <laughs> yeah, that's stand in the fall. So hey, um, I wanted to ask. I didn't want to leave the past conversation we had going, but I gotta ask you about this song, man. First of all, yeah. the production is really stellar, and I, I just so admire a, a good songwriting and good singing, which you have that covered to to the nines. But uh, great production. Tell us, you know, bring us into the studio. How did you cut this one?
1: Yeah, actually, um, so this is really interesting. One of my buddies it's kind of ironic because it goes back to what we were talking about before one of my buddies who i met through like a church thing forever ago um he was in a a bunch of bands and um he was in this was one band like later that i admired like a lot i just loved him um and so we actually one day we just sat down uh if you can believe it i used to do like rock like pretty heavy rock music yeah and, uh, <laughs> no i can
0: hear that in your voice when you modulate at the end of that track um i yeah. could hear that that def- you definitely had that edge man
1: yeah thank you man yeah, yeah so i used to have a full like electric setup and everything but um i i did a rock album with him my buddy david who right. produced everything and um and then i just i just didn't feel like it was connecting with uh the environment i was in right and um And so I ended up meeting up with him, uh, man, it was like, I think it was like three years, three, yeah, three years ago. And, um, and I was like, Hey man, I really want to make some music that just comes straight from my heart. You know what I mean? It's just totally, totally new, totally fresh, no boundaries. Let's just do whatever we want. And, um, and so we did, and, and he helped me really make all the ideas in my mind come to life. Um, and then we ended up like releasing it just last year, which is cool. So yeah, it was kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. it's great. So, so um, when you took that into the studio, were you performing um, your guitar track and your vocal live throughout that whole thing, uh, or did you track them separately?
1: Um, I actually, I tracked them separately, but we always like started with that rough track just in case we wanted to use something right um, from both. But, but yeah, I like I, I just because it was like a really really. Um, it was a very big budget kind of thing. Yeah, uh, we wanted to make sure that we just got the best possible sound for everything. So we did everything like as isolated as possible. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, Pro
1: Tools rig? We no, were... actually, this one was Logic, I believe.
0: Oh, okay. So Logic. So you did. Um, so you basically did. Uh, like it was in a studio. It sounds like to me. I mean, uh, or yeah, did you... yeah, it was really, really good. Um, what are you playing? You. What kind of guitar are you playing?
1: um so i think for that album i was actually playing uh a taylor
0: no i think it was like a
1: 110 ce or something like that got it just got that beautiful treble sound to it yeah Um, but actually so it's kind of cool is a really good friend of mine actually gave me a guitar uh, about a year ago
0: you got to keep that guy in your life
1: yeah, you know? seriously. <laughs> dude, I do. He's just a great guy. Um, yeah, what I, a
0: dude, man. Hey, yeah, I like you this week. I, hey, John, I've got, I've got a guitar for you, man.
1: <laughs> well, really, it's just an awesome story because um, I met him because I sold my um, my old electric Telecaster. It was like a 51 reissued Tele, really nice guitar.
0: Really? I, oh.
1: Yeah, I sold it to this guy and uh, my buddy Alan. And um, yeah, like he loved it so much, stayed in touch. Um, he's been such a good friend. And then like a year later, um, came to one of my like, f- um, homecoming shows in right. Virginia uh-huh. and he gave me that guitar and it's like a really nice Martin acoustic. That's a smaller size body. Yeah. Um, cause basically what happened is funny. I used to play, um, the baby Martin. Um, I can't remember the name for it right now, but it was like this crazy small, you know, guitar. Um, it's like the LX one E I think it is from Martin. Okay. And, uh, And my buddy and I mean it sounded pretty good. Like I do like a ton of looping stuff live, um, to create like beats and whatnot. And um my buddy Alan, he came by one day and he was like he was like, You just can't be playing that guitar anymore. He's like, You you know, you're too good or whatever to be playing like a baby sized guitar. It was really funny. I was like, I don't really (laughs) care But then I played his guitar and I was like, Oh my gosh and it's a Martin. Honestly, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, it's the
0: it's, LX, uh, Little Martin, Black Little Martin. They call it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, like the new one that I have, I I never, I just have been like so focused on the music. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've never like looked at the body and been like, what is this? I just liked it, you know. I just yeah. like. I picked it up and I was, it was a small size body that was customized with um, like a Fishman pickup and everything.
0: Right, and, right. And
1: I was just like, I don't care what this is, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. People ask me, "Hey man, you know, I I have a Taylor 712ce. I love the Taylors, mm. but um, a lot of yeah. times, like, I have no idea, like, like what's going on. I got a 56 Les Paul and like a 84 Strat, and not not an arsenal of guitars, but those are like my main three that I that I go to but you know some of these guys they can carry entire like lines in their head of, like every model number and everything and I'm always like I don't even know how they do that you know
1: it's like yeah it's like my friends with like their football players how they you know they can play Madden and just like yell at the player like they know him
0: right <laughs> they know everything about him
1: it's like with like you know the same with the guitar it's like some of these things are so hard to like follow, you know, it's like, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh.
0: Yeah. But, hey John, um, so you're from Virginia originally, right? Is it? Yes, cr- I am. Okay. So you're making home in California now.
1: I am. Yeah. Just uh, in Los Angeles. Which. So
0: when was the transition? When did you shift gears and move out there?
1: That's actually a great question, man. Um, the transition was about two years ago, like this April. So it's really cool that I'm coming up on the two years mark here.
0: Nice. Um, something to celebrate here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I remember like, um, the funniest thing about LA is like, cause no one's from here. Like we, whenever you meet someone, you're like, how long have you lived here? Yeah. No. They'll be, they'll be like, Oh, you know, three months, two months, a year or whatever. And whenever I'd hear somebody be like five years or two years or something, I'd be like, Oh, that's so cool. Like that's, you know? Right. And, um, and so now I can finally say that. But I just vividly it's so funny. I remember I I counted every single month I was here because it felt cooler and cooler to be like I've been here 6 months, you know?
0: And you <laughs> and you're still there. So that's like,
1: wow, man,
0: you you got to be cutting notches into your belt holster, you know? Like But uh but you're so right. <laughs> of all the st- of all the places in the country, I think LA has it far and above anywhere else as the melting pot because it's just I mean, I I was first there, I was actually recording there um, in the 80s um, in a studio right in Hollywood. And um, I couldn't believe it was like that then. Everybody I met was from somewhere else. Like, you know, I'm from Boston. I'm from, you know, I'm from Washington State. They're all from somewhere else. Um, And I think there's, there's something cool about that, but it's like... You know, it's almost like we don't need roots. We're in LA, you know, it's like, (laughs) you know, never, never mind about them. Hey, I want to ask you also about, you know, you play live with the loops and everything. So you're doing sort of like an Ed Sheeran thing, right?
1: Yeah, definitely very similar.
0: Very cool. Mm -hmm. So, so do you do a lot of gigs out like as a solo? Is that most of um, your live performing?
1: Yes. Um, there's just been a lot of freedom in that, to be honest with you, as a like singer songwriter who's building a fan base yeah, in L.A. Right. Um, I kind of actually it was funny. I did a lot of acoustic shows back home before I moved out, and I did them with the looper. and I remember just like it's cool because it grabs people's attention. Like I can really see now like why Ed Sheeran did that. You know what I mean? Because yes. it, it, first of all, it, it changed his whole career like forever, which is awesome. Um, but you know even out here when i'll do a show for instance and you know people think i'm just going to be another singer songwriter you know what i mean right not that like it's bad to be a singer songwriter but it's just hard for us to stand out um in a city full of them so it, i remember this one show i did which was really cool i was i was just like playing for like a pretty empty place but the bar was packed and and i get up on the stage and it was in west hollywood and i get up on the stage. And I start my song and I start the track and the entire bar just like literally turns around because they have no idea what's going on, you know?
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, so I've found I've I've really found for myself that it's a really great tool to have to be able just to literally play a song for somebody. And it's like, hey, if you like my song, you know, come to this show where, you know, I will play with the full band or, you know, know, like uh, get on my email list. I'll send you a free song, you know. Um, but for me, it's right now. It's really about just making the relationships and, like, you know, being a part of somebody's life as an artist. You know what I mean? Like, just being like on their iPod. You know. <laughs> right.
0: So, so you come to them gift wrapped. So let's check this one out.
1: <laughs> cool.
2: I a memory. give me my heart back, and I I want it get wrapped. Give me my heart back, give me my heart, give me my heart back, give me my heart back. Your eyes fade into the night, and I I hope you're satisfied. Give me my heart back, give me my heart, give me my. heart
0: Brother, that is awesome, man! Hey, you got a uh, you got a brave and confident style, my friend. How did you develop your style? What were your influences? Um, you know that that you know kind of crafted you into the singer songwriter that you are today.
1: Hmm. Well, um, kind of like I mentioned before, I kind of grew up listening to a lot of um, rock artists. You know, like the pop, like rock. Honestly, I'm trying to I'm trying to think back because people ask me this now and too long ago, super... right?
0: Too much has happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly though, because like when you I, like for me living in LA, the culture is so different, you know, than yeah. like it was for me before musically. There's just so much content, right. um, And it's kind of funny actually. I'm listening to so much rap. Like I I never listened to rap growing up. Not not until I moved here. Um, so there still is rap. I mean, I you know I ask this
0: question, and I say this half kiddingly, but you know, at some point, and I've asked people like a lot wiser than I am about this subject. Didn't it isn't hip hop now what rap was? But uh, but I think there there's still two legitimate genres, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I I feel like yeah, you're right though. Yeah, you should define that because like there is some. Like uh, like the underground rap that's just straight up, just rapping.
0: Right, that, that's right. crazy.
1: But that still does like exist. It's just super underground.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then there is like hip hop, which is everything you hear on the radio. Every it's day. so dominating.
0: <laughs> yeah, hip hop is just uh, everywhere. You know. Yeah. But, but I always try to draw the, the, the correlation between the two. And I'm just not skilled in it. I just don't know enough about uh, that particular genre of art artistry to, to comment on it, you know. Mm. So so when you like when you were growing up and you're listening, you're in your in the church groove and you're you're with all these creatives and everything, and then your mom and dad but like, as far as the rock thing, how did you get connected to that? Who were you listening to? Like, which yeah. uh, bands and artists were you checking out?
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of funny to say this. Um, so the first band I, I like—it's not kind of funny to say this because they're amazing. But it, the, I think it all started with Reliant K. I don't know if you ever heard of them.
0: Yeah, I have. I'm not familiar with their music, but I've heard the band.
1: Yeah, and I got—I remember I got their first album, uh, "The Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek." And it was just like such a big deal for me. Like, (laughs) dude, they're just the funniest guys. Like, their music was like not only was it like really well written, honestly, because the guy, the the lead singer Matt Teeson, is just a genius. Like, Uh um, but he's also like a he just seems like he'd be a really really funny guy. Like, all of his music was funny, and so um, yeah, it just kind of stuck with me and all my friends. I was kind of I was I think I was more influenced. By my friends, like, like kind of, you know, I love this band, or I love this. And then I would be like, oh, well, why? Um, but the first rock track that I ever, like, really, really, like, loved, this is an old song, but it's called uh, Bouncing Off the Walls Again by Sugar Call. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember I was literally in San Diego listening to that when I was so young. I think it was, like, 10. And I was like, "This is the coolest music ever," you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was a good song, actually. Yeah, really, it was a good really song. good. Song. I still yeah. sing it sometimes, right. like just jamming. Yeah. I might actually have to do a cover of that. You, I was give. just gonna say, do you
0: cover that song? You should, man. Yeah, that is not a, a bad idea. Yeah, I think it, I think you be. It has such a special place in your past, you know. I think it would be a breeze for you to cover that.
1: I'm actually writing that down right now. 'cuz you're a genius.
0: See? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, man. So so um, I, let me ask you also about old Virginia. So what's going yeah. on back home? Like now is everybody still back there? All your family still there? Anybody come west?
1: Man, it's crazy. Um so my well, with my family. Okay, so my family, my mom and dad like um they you know like I said they were involved with the church. Um, they were missionaries. So my dad's actually British. He's from England.
0: Oh, and wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. And my mom is from San Diego, which is really cool. Um, so they actually met through a, an organization called Youth with a Mission, or they they always made the joke because it's YWAM. They would say youth without any money, <laughs> 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 which I think – because I, I did a couple of YWAM trips, and I think that's pretty relevant. <laughs> um, that's
0: That's cool, cool.
1: Yeah, man. Your parents um,
0: sound like the like the most awesome couple, you know. Because I can tell from you, I get the <laughs> vibe from you. You have a great personality. You're very oh, okay, grounded, so. and you're very um, you're very connected to um, you know to the earth and and to the world. And uh, your songwriting just kills, man. Your songwriting, oh, your singing, you, you. The whole, you got the whole package going on. So uh, tell mom and dad they're welcome on the show. Right, I well, gotta get them on will. and just I gotta talk to them about their recipe, man. They did good. They did really good,
1: dude. That's awesome. So, that rules. So, Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm for sure. Them, I'm gonna call them and tell them that.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> man. Are they so? They are. Are they both back still in uh, in uh, Virginia?
1: Yeah. Um. It was funny too, man. I gotta tell you, like years later, you know, when I started to finally see like more of the world, because I was born and raised, um, in Virginia, Northern Virginia, right, um, about thirty minutes from DC, and I just never, ever thought about getting more. You know what I mean? Like I just, it was so normal to have what I had there, and
0: you're and content. I never,
1: yeah, I, yeah, and like honestly, you know, I still do. I have some incredible friends there, just like people. Like I'm really fortunate because I've met people you know, that they, they'll tell me they're like, you know, uh, I've been friends with this person for like five years now or, you know, whatever. And it's like, I literally, one of my buddies, um, we literally technically met when we were like both born, um, right. because of our parents and we've known each other for like 24 years, you know? Right. Um, right and I've got, surprisingly, I've got a lot of friends like that. We just, where I'm really blessed to maintain a relationship, see, see us like grow and change as people. And like, you know, like, kind of mentor each other through life, which is great. Um, so most of my friends um, were, like, looking back, I had a lot of friends that are musicians. A lot of them didn't really, like, chase that. Um, but there's a couple that that did. And um, one of my buddies, Noah, he's in a really cool band called Gold Vein. Right. Um, and I was just so proud of him. Like, he, he called me, I think it was last year, and he, he told me, like, all that was going on with his band. Because we actually, we were in a band together, like a rock band, uh, and he was my drummer, and now he's, like, a singer. And this was, like, when we were 17, you know, we used to be in a band. Um, and he's just killing it. And so, yeah, just, like, you know, I I think my biggest thing is just, like, encouraging my friends where they're at because um, definitely it's, uh, it, it's different, you know? Like, the music in D.C. is so different than L.A. And I moved out because I just, I knew, like, like, going back to influences, like, right now, I think uh, a lot of my songwriting for the album came from, like, Bruno Mars, uh, One Republic, you know, Ryan Tedder. Right, right. Um, a, lo- a lot of pop stuff. And, and kind of, like, you know, looking at Virginia, we actually really shined with, like, rock music and metal and, like, stuff like that. Um, But right. there really wasn't, there's really not a whole lot of, like, uh, just pure pop rock bands or just pure pop. Um and I could be totally wrong but based on my connections with the scene you know it's like just didn't feel like there was it just wasn't as inspiring you know
0: Well I think um, I think perhaps that um maybe it was there but you were just led down a different trail my friend you were you're in a place where you belong you know and it's funny yeah. how it's funny how all of a sudden you're led there, you know, I mean, you know, you got Mm-mm. Noah, Noah, the drummer becomes the singer. What happened? He was the drummer, but now he's the singer. And, <laughs> and John is out on the West Coast and, you know, he's thinking about the people. And so he wrote this song called Miss You from yeah. Old Virginia. <laughs> Very cool my friend. Awesome track John. Are you doing all the backgrounds on that track?
1: Yeah, uh, like vocally? Yeah. Yeah, actually it's really cool. Me and my buddy David, uh, we did it together so a lot of the gang vocals we just did like standing with a microphone in the center, just together, which stack is back in
0: the tracks, baby, It's back yeah. in the cool. I love yeah, that. I, yeah, I
1: love this guy. This guy's voice is so good. Yeah, yeah he's been it's, a long time friend. So it's I throw- always
0: good when you sing with somebody that you you know you got that connection with too, because you kind of just mm. like zone in. You know, that's really cool. And uh, I, I wanted yeah. to say that um, you know you're writing. You know, I notice uh, I don't know if it was all three tracks, but you're like over four minutes, which. I got to hand it to you, my friends, writing pop songs that are, you know, more than three minutes and, <laughs> and doing, no, I, I'm saying keep doing what you're doing because you. they're very, very interesting and good, good songs. And we were talking mm. earlier about, um, you know, pop writers, like you mentioned, Bruno Mars and One Republican. And, and you know, people often get very um, cavalier about pop songwriting and it's just kind of, ah, eh, you know, it's no big deal. But I, I got to tell you, from from where I sit, it ain't easy to get to the top as a pop songwriter. So you got to be very skilled and very, very good at what you do and have, a, have a, a vast imagination. And you have all that going on. So I just wanted to put in my two cents and, and, um, and just state that. So just keep doing what you're doing, my friend. Really, really cool.
1: Man, that's, that's honestly like from the bottom of my heart. That's super encouraging to hear.
0: Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it really, great. You it know, really I get is. when I have um, people like yourself on this show, which I have very often. I mean, I'm so blessed to be able to uh, connect with all this rich talent around the world. And I just get so inspired. You know, it just does things for me as a musician, too, and a songwriter when I hear somebody who's so. Driven, So passionate and so connected to their talent. So it's really, really cool. Hey, let's talk about social media a little bit because, um, you know, we're already connected on Instagram and I think Facebook. So what's your favorite platform? What are you working these
1: days? man okay so so funny man i i pretty much like hated all social media until two years ago and (laughs) now i'm addicted yeah you Um, came
0: kicking and screaming and then ah the water's not so bad is it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's really helpful um yeah man they're all different though um i gotta be honest with you i really don't like facebook um facebook is just for hundreds of reasons um it's still, like, a great marketing software. It just makes it so hard for artists to make it. You know, there's right. algorithms. Yeah. Um, and when you understand them, you're like, what? You know what I mean? This is stupid. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, ironically, I, so I just did my first Periscope okay. yesterday. And I really liked it. I think Periscope great. is the most interesting software out there right now.
0: Um, Excellent.
1: Yeah, just super fun. Like, I, it was so funny, like... I was literally I got on last night just to like see how it worked, you know what I mean? Because I was still trying to figure out everything on on Monday when I did it. Right. Um, and I just went on to someone's profile or whatever, and they, you know, just it's just fun. Like you just watch people do random ridiculous things, and um, and for some reason it's just like you. you While well, as you're looking at your phone, you're like, this is happening in real time.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. Whatever
1: I say could change the outcome of this, and that is. Actually, really cool. Um, How about
0: um Snapchat? You on that?
1: I am on Snapchat. Snapchat okay. is, if you if you follow me on there, that's where you're just going to see my ridiculousness come to life. Good. Um,
0: you got to have that in your life, <laughs> man. I got a couple characters floating around with me, too. Jacked <laughs> up Jimmy and English Bob. They scare the hell out of me. But you got to have that, you know. <laughs> but I'm finding that, John, don't you feel that you can get overwhelmed, though? I was periscoping like months ago, and I, I kind of bailed on it because I'm really Instagramming. Um, I like Instagram for the musical. Uh, aspect of it a lot uh, Facebook mm. Twitter uh, I'm on most the, all the things I'm just getting into snapchat now but yeah but do you find that you can't you have to limit yourself or do you try to go after all of them
1: you know what I actually I can be honest with you and tell you I made a mistake um, what I did is I did what I think a lot of artists do and they're like okay sick I just you know I put out a, a single or an album um, I'm gonna go ahead and sign up for Facebook I'm going to sign up for everything that's big, you know, like Instagram, Twitter, Periscope if I need to, Snapchat. Right. Um, and then there's so much more than that too. Like there's Reverb Nation, there's all these different things. Yeah. Um, and for me, I, I made that mistake. So looking back, because I basically, um, I've just been really blessed to have a couple people like mentor me through social media. That's um, what
0: you need. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's been really helpful. One of my best friends, actually, um, he he like works for a marketing company. And so like he can't do it for me <laughs> legally. Yeah, right. But um, it's totally cool for him like to teach. And so he taught me like a little bit about what he does. Um, it's still, you know, it's crazy, man, even though because I help my other friends out, too, with it. I just like to, to keep that love going because it's so hard. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and a lot of it's just – it's funny. A lot of it is just knowing what to do, and it's not even like – it's not even um, – uh, it, it's just so obvious. It's it's funny. It's like almost like you would connect with someone in real life. Yeah. We just don't think to do that on social media. Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, so yeah, I've just learned a lot from that. And then my my friend Michelle, she's a blogger, um, and uh, she's from downtown LA, pretty much. And and she's got dude, she just broke, I think it's a hundred thousand followers on on Instagram. Um, but she Great. taught me how to use Instagram, which is yeah. cool. That's, um, that's
0: the important thing is how to use these things properly. And uh, yeah. Instagram, I think, has the most powerful uh, direct message um, uh, attribute to it because that works really, really well. I think more so than all the other platforms because um, people just pay attention to it because it's so underused. You know the direct message on Instagram, so uh, yeah. I've been able to connect with a lot of wonderful artists such as yourself using Instagram. And That's you, awesome. you mentioned something earlier, which is really um, I want people to just take note that uh, you know that you've got people like, for lack of a better word, I don't know if you use mastermind, but um, you know if you don't have a mastermind uh, community or group, man, I suggest to all you folks listening, you know, get one going with, um, and you don't necessarily have to be like. Hey, I'm a musician. I need another musician, like somebody mm-hmm. who's trying to do something like with their life who's, you know, kind of like-minded, they're driven, you know, they they want to accomplish things. And uh I've found that the best group is um having 3 and you do like twice a month yeah. and you do okay, you take 20 minutes, you take 20 minute, minutes and I take 20 minutes and we all hold each other accountable. And uh you know, it makes you focus and prepare for that next meeting, you know, like hey man I want to go in there and uh you know show my stuff because if you don't make benchmarks you just you just don't accomplish much you know
1: yeah I've 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 discovered like the truth is with with like being an artist um at least out out in LA but I mean I think this applies everywhere is like you know here specifically though it's like there's so many good artists there's so much good talent
0: Yeah, Um, for sure
1: and but you know what's crazy is something I realized like it it's still hard for good talent to write a good song, which is why there's like so many ju- just songwriters, you know what I mean?
0: Right, right.
1: Um, and I, you know, I used to think, I don't know, it's just, it's it's different for everyone, but I used to think for a minute I was thinking like, oh, it's just social media, I just need to push social. Or like when I first moved here, I did like four shows a week, you know what I mean? Like for months. Um, right. And it's just like, you know, it's, I think the best thing is just encouragement, trial and error. But at the end of the day, it's like as long as you have drive, like real just drive, you know, that's what's going to, it's just a waiting game. You know, if you, if you, if you got patience and drive, like, you know, something is going to happen. And it just depends on when
0: yeah and it's and it's also the perseverance uh which is included in that and also just have fun on the journey man that's what it's all about man just just enjoy the ride while you get to wherever you're going because you don't want to you don't want to just arrive and then it's all over you want to keep the journey going hey brother listen we're we're at the end already and uh we you know we could do a double header this was really really good (laughs) man i'm really enjoying this so um why don't you give out your website for everybody to follow so they can they can support you connect with you and us and buy your music
1: definitely definitely um so what's cool too is uh i i actually put my music on itunes but then i took it down because uh i'm just kind of waiting to re-release it okay but i'm doing this special thing where i'm telling my fans um if you like you know my music that you've heard on youtube or on soundcloud email me and the email is john so it's just j-o-n-c-r-e-s-s-w-e-l-l that's my last name. So John Cresswell Music at gmail.com. and uh, I'm just gonna send you a, a free song. And, awesome uh, man. Yeah. So I and just you wanna folks give... heard
0: the song, so you know what kind of quality you're getting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. yeah so um, my my handle uh, for like every you know social media platform. Like I'm on Instagram, Periscope, uh, Twitter, YouTube facebook and and the handle just to type in at the end is just john Cresswell music um
0: beautiful we'll have those in the show notes for you too brother
1: cool oh yeah. thank you so much yeah, yeah. everything but,
0: will be listed in there so when you when anybody picks up the show just tap the logo all of john's connections will be there for you to follow and support him and and ride along with him man
1: rock and roll man thank you so so much
0: so listen John it was a pleasure having you on the Dharmic Evolution my friend I really enjoyed learning all about you your stories were Mm. great your music kicks ass man and thank (laughs) you to mom and dad tell them I said so I definitely will thanks so much man standing to fall gift wrapped miss you still working in the church Friends on the worship team, Old Virginia, Noah the Drummer Becomes a Singer, Bruno Mars, One Republic, Reliant K, Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek, Gold Vein. Please support John Cresswell and his music. Everything is in the show notes. Check out the links. Go to John's pages, his website. Check him out. Support him. Purchase his music and check out a show. That's what I'm looking forward to. Hey everybody, I hope you had a great time today listening to John, his stories, his music. Also, when you get a chance, head over to DharmicEvolution.com. Check out all the content on the site, including my coaching page. If you're a podcaster new to the space or thinking of becoming one, I am the podcast launch expert and can help you with that challenge. Just email me at Kevin at DharmicEvolution.com. And if you've been a guest on this show, you are now famous. You're in 49 countries and counting, and and you were on the site and now John is on the site. Hey, if you're not yet part of the Dharmic evolution movement that is reshaping and recreating the music industry, please stop by the website and get involved. There are some awesome plans in the work for Dharmic evolution and I want you to be included. Tune in this coming Wednesday, May 11th, as we welcome Jill Pavel, the founder and CEO of Heart Songs Corp., a record company doing amazing work that you must tune in to get some wise counseling about your music career. Hear the inspired stories that Jill brings us. You're not going to want to miss this one. Hey, that's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.